this week's episode of the Life in Ministry podcast, where we have honest conversations about everyday life in the church. My name is Chandler. And I'm Matt. And I'm Paul. Are you sure? Because you and me sound the same, Paul, so I don't know who's who. <laughs> You're stupid. You know, I was listening to the podcast, uh, our Run It Back episode. If you haven't listened to that, guys, it's episode one of season two. It's a great, great, great episode, I think. And uh, I don't think we sound alike at all, Paul. So I don't I don't know what people are on. Yeah, I, I want to know if we look alike. That's what that's what I want to know. I was tired of students at camp mixing us up. That was very disrespectful. Do you all think that you look alike? I'm just curious. No, we look nothing alike. <laughs> We're almost the same skin tone. <laughs> Describe some of the differences. I'm pudgier, browner. I think I'm darker than you. Matt has oh. more facial hair. Look at that He's mustache. L- He's louder. Also, you can see I walk with my elbows like straight down. <laughs> and for those of you who have never seen Matt walk in person, we'll we'll have to post a video of it something or later. Matt Matt's known for uh, kind of walking with his arms. No, out. shut up. That's so that's such bull. I walk just like a normal person, and uh, I have a mustache. Right now, y'all see it? It's growing in. I don't think that I'm louder than Paul. I think Paul might be louder than me. Chandler, you need to let us know. I think people that think we look alike are just very lazy. It's just almost almost the same skin tone, not really, and we both have dark hair. That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, you're Hispanic, uh, so you say. So how come people don't get like all three of us mixed up? Not, not so I say. I am Hispanic. So... Oh. Chandler, do you ever get called like a celebrity lookalike with anybody? Um, I, I have, I have been. You know, the most annoying thing is, is like when I was in high school, I had a haircut and kind of looked like uh, Jefferson Bethke. So people used to say that I look like Jefferson Bethke. Then I progressed from like Jefferson Bethke to whenever I was in college, uh, I looked like Andy Mineo. And then after college, I gained a lot of weight. And then people started saying I look like Sal from the Impractical Jokes. So it was like, it was like a, it was like a very poor progression. Like it started off really good, and people were like, oh yeah, you look like Jefferson Bethke. And then they were like, oh, you look like a rapper. And then they were like, oh, you look like uh, Sal from Impractical Jokesters. And I was like, dang it. But like, I noticed this trend is like the heavier that I got, like the, I guess the more funny I got, I don't know. <laughs> you know, what's funny. Loki, I'll admit this to you now. I don't think I've ever told you this. I never told you that you look like those guys. Like when I worked with you or we were friends. But I remember when he I met you, when I was we, like, when we were, when, when we were, when we friends. were friends, <laughs> I'm saying like, once I actually got to know you, I was like, oh, he kind of does look like any video because he kind of does the glasses and the hat. And then I saw your Instagram and I was like, dig when he was younger, he kind of looks like that one dude that does like the spoken word stuff. <laughs> Isn't it funny to think of, of Jeff Bethke as like the spoken word guy and like he like does not do anything like that anymore. <laughs> and no, you go back doesn't. and watch some of his old ones and you're like. Mm, I used to think this went hard, but it's kind of cringy now. <laughs> yeah, that's just how things go, though. Matt, have you ever been called a celebrity lookalike? You know what? To be honest, I don't think I have. I, I, I've even, you know, re- remember back in the day, Paul, you probably remember Facebook is your favorite social media. <laughs> remember when people would upload uh, like their doppelganger? This was in like 2011. Were you mm-hmm. like, you were probably like in junior high then. But <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> They, people would like would make their profile picture their like celebrity lookalike, and I remember I went to like a website and like put my profile picture in, and like nothing came up. I feel like I don't look like anybody. I'm just unique and special. So <laughs> I don't know. 
I can already tell you what uh, Paul's uh, lookalike is. When we were in student ministry, people used to people used to say that he looked like Esteban from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Stop! That's not even true. <laughs> that was just one racist kid who didn't know what else to call me because he got mad because we pinned him on an exact cartoon character and he just wanted to say something about me. Oh my gosh! Wait, I'm looking up who Esteban, like Esteban is. You look like the butler off a Disney show. <laughs> Hey, you do look like Esteban. Ah, it's disrespectful. <laughs> I go Google, Google Paul Rivera the second, and then Google Esteban, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody Butler. You you yeah. tell me, you tell me the lie. <laughs> You're stupid. I look at that look picture. Like it literally that. looks just like you. That's hilarious. That's disrespectful. Man. Oh my gosh. You could be, yeah, that's that's probably the best one. What was the cartoon character that you guys pinned this kid on? He looked like that kid off a of recess. The the blonde one. The, the big, tall one. The big, the big guy. <laughs> and so Chandler would see him and just say, what's up, recess? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so God. good. That's okay. I so can good. say that because people are walking around, hey, Sal. Hey, Sal. I'm like, first <laughs> yeah. off, that's so disrespectful. But then yeah. I feel like when I say, y'all ever feel that way that like when someone says you look like somebody else and you go like, man, that's so disrespectful. And then you like feel like you disrespected <laughs> somebody else by saying that how they look is disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for <laughs> oh sure. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at the blood kid. <laughs> this kid right here. <laughs> yeah, <Taylor>. yeah. We <laughs> so look like recess. We used to have a lot of, when Chandler and I were at the same campus for a while, I feel like we had a few people that we used to say. His name is Mike to make fun of mm-hmm. Mikey Blumberg. I love celebrity lookalikes. I think it's hilarious. I need to find a website to find my celebrity lookalike. I- I'm really interested in trying to become one. <laughs> but since I'm so special and so unique, it might not be possible. So like I said, <laughs> one of my favorite stories ever is uh, one of my best friends from high school. Uh, he's just like very skinny. He's black with like a really big Afro. Um, and he pulled up at a, he said that he pulled up at a drive-thru last year and that the, that the dude that opened the window said, whoa, okay, Kawhi, like saying that he looked like Kawhi Leonard. But the funny thing is, if you know my friend Adam, like, and Adam was like, the only thing is that I'm black. Like nothing about me. Kawhi Leonard does not have an Afro. Adam's no, not tall. Cornrows. Yeah, they don't have a similar face structure. Like Adam was like, other than me being black, there's no comparison to say, okay, Kawhi. Maybe, maybe they thought that he laughed like Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh man. Hey, how would how did you guys hold up? And for those of y'all who are listening, uh, we're all in the Houston area and uh Texas this past week got the weirdest uh whole entire state decided to freeze over at the same time and <laughs> Houston decided to lose electricity and cell service and how did you guys uh hold, hold up in all that? Cuz this is why I think our podcast is just a is just a day behind, but we literally had like no internet, no power really last week. Uh, it's pretty crazy. So what what did you guys how did you guys hold up? Yeah, mine was a pain, but mine was mostly just like I missed comfort. To be honest, I I I didn't have any huge problems compared to like some people that I worked with or people in my community that I know about. So like we lost power for a couple of days. We had to stay with my parents because it was too cold in the house for Luke. Um, we turned our water off to make sure no pipes bursted, but 
that was really the the biggest issue for me was that we just lost power. But like I had coworkers who had some house damage or worse things happen. So I don't have too much to complain about other than it was like kind of an annoying week, not being able to sleep at my house, figuring out where there's power and kind of stuff like that. But I didn't have any major problem compared to most. You're really mad you didn't get to play. I know I was mad that we didn't get to hop on the sticks and uh, play some play some video games like on our scheduled days now that we get to play. And yeah, that was, I missed, that was out, missed out on Xbox. I fell behind on Breaking Bad. I'm watching. I'm, I'm binge watching Breaking Bad right now, basically every night, and I fell way behind. So that was the biggest. Y'all sound so y'all sound so annoying. There's literally a tragedy happening outside of the walls of our homes <laughs> hey. last week, and y'all are like. I didn't get to play Xbox. You asked me how my week was. I'm telling you, I didn't say I had the worst week in the world. I'm just saying that was my week. Yeah. You know what we sound like is we sound like American Christians who complain that they're being persecuted against because they're (laughs) violating rules on a social media site and they get suspended. It's like we just sound foolish and dumb. (laughs) <laughs> but we're just going to complain just to complain. You know what I mean? Dang, man, kinda... I thought we were just talking about how our week was. <laughs> yeah. Shot, shots fired. Bang, bang. Chandler, what about you? How'd you hold up? Man, we were okay. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at you, Matt. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, let him know, though. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You tell me the lie. You tell you me tell the me lie. lie. Someone slide in the DMs of... Uh, our Instagram account and let us know where, where I just lied about uh, American Christians complaining about persecution. Meanwhile, right. people across the world who follow Christ in secret, if they get exposed, they get beaten to death in the street. So <laughs> he's comfortable in season two. My goodness. Yeah, he is. Yes. You can email. Uh, uh, what is it? Matthew Armanderas. No. At <laughs> Hey, my in, my Instagram is on our on our Instagram page, so you can um, click me at Madison Matt, and you can uh, slide in the DMs there and uh, okay. love the dialogue about it. And you can try to convince me how Christians are persecuted in America. Hey, but. honest conversations, everyday life, and the church. Let them know. Uh, yep. No, my week was uh, it was it was different. I would say at first we had power for a while. I know Matt, you guys, I'll let you speak for yourself, but you lo- Southeastern people tended to lose power first. It seemed like, and then yeah. like up north, we started to lose power, and we had power out just under forty eight hours. Um, so no no electricity. And the worst part about it, honestly was like we were we were decently warm we had a gas fireplace that we hadn't turned on since we even bought the house so didn't know how to turn it on had to figure it out i'm going outside it's freezing cold don't know how to turn on anything so finally we get this gas uh the gas fireplace turned on so we got a little bit of warmth but not very much and then we got like uh the most annoying thing about our house when things like this happen and power goes out or you have some kind of storm is like we have a electric uh stove so like we were oh, literally no. out of food. Like we didn't have we didn't have things in the fridge. We didn't have anything. And oh. and honestly, like our neighbor, uh, I guess he just got a generator. I'd never heard it pop on before. But like the most annoying thing to me sometimes is when the power goes out. Do y'all feel this way? And it's like power goes out, and you're like, dang, like that sucks. And then you just hear everybody around you like zing, 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 and everybody's oh, yeah. generators. And I'm like, <laughs> Of course you got a generator. <laughs> yeah. And of course I don't have a generator. And of course I can't go buy a generator because everyone else and their mom who doesn't have a generator has already gone and bought the last remaining generators. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not that I would know how to use the generator anyways, <laughs> but don't you start like a lawnmower? 
crank it like a lawnmower? If like you, you think I got a gas lawnmower over here, no, I don't. I have a battery powered lawnmower. Okay. Solar powered charging. It's a renewable energy. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to renewable energy in a minute, but <laughs> actually we kind of will low key. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, all that to say it was good. Uh, one thing I learned is that toddlers really don't have like awareness of what's going on. Like our little uh, two and a half year old, she was just hanging out. She would be flipping on light switches like they work. And I was like, hey, those don't work. Stop it. <laughs> and then she kept she kept saying, I want to go outside. I want to go outside. I want to go outside. And I'm like, no, it's 12 degrees outside. We don't go outside when it's 12 degrees. OK, Amen. but you really got to see like a childlike faith, right? It's like the innocence of a child. You get to kind of see that put on display, I guess. Chandler's like, no, I was just annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I meant like, like they're just not bothered. Like you're like super annoyed that the power's been out and they're just, you know, she's just living life and is not, is not probably throwing a big hissy fit. Like, like I am that my phone doesn't work or like Paul is Mm. because he can't watch Breaking Bad. The cell service was bad. I'll be honest. That was the worst part. Me and Matt had similar phone service issues. It was really bad. Yeah, I couldn't even like, okay, well, my power's out. Great. That's fine. I, When's I it going to come back on? Power. I, I don't know. I can't look it up. I can't look it up. Oh, my mom's trying to get a hold of me. My family that doesn't live here is trying to get in contact with me. Oh, I can't text them. And I have to send a green text. Well, my mom doesn't know how to use green text. So I right. have to span it, it's stand in a particular spot in order to show her and walk her through how to hold down the text, yes, send us bro. text message. It's just a mess, man. It was this this past week was crazy. We lost power to you for a while and I was Luckily, I have some friends that I work with that live uh, right down the street. Uh, so I was able to go down there a little bit. And then uh, shout out to the Hayes family. They don't listen to this podcast, but they took me in uh, and let me stay the night there. And uh, they didn't lose power. So I was able to go over there and take a hot shower and and enjoy having some Internet, which I immediately opened the TikTok and down blind downloaded every video so that I could go into my photos if I lost internet or cell service and pretend I was on TikTok and oh watch, watch videos. That's called 200 IQ. You can make fun of me all you want, but I wouldn't have known any different because I, was, I hadn't watched it before. man. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I just need a lot of help. I don't know. I reached a really low point when we didn't have power for a while where I was thinking, man, if I could trade with someone right now, I wouldn't even hesitate. Like if it were up to me and I saw some people on social media who had power, I was like, if it were up to me right now, we'd switch and I would just make you lose all your power. Oh my gosh. It was a low point, real low point. Yeah, at first we had power for a little while, like, and everybody else was in power, had survivors go. I was like, man, I'd give up my power for a little bit. And then, and then, and then mm-hmm. God was like, no, or center point or Aircot yeah. or Epcot, whatever you want to call it. I was like, Aircot. like, there's your power it's gone. And then I was like, no, never mind. I would rather have it back. <laughs> yeah, see, I would have taken it if you would have offered. Yeah. But, but see, y'all y'all had it. I mean, it was for, it, it was a difficult, difficult week, I think, for a lot of people, obviously. But, I mean, y'all have kids. So, like, it, y'all right. are in, like, a really unique situation, especially having a six-month-old for, for y'all, Paul, was probably hard and it being too cold and... Things like that. Yeah, it was, that was, that was, that really was just our biggest issue. I mean, it was just cold. Like we couldn't, so we're in the middle of sleep training him right now, which is so hard and so um, frustrating some nights. Um, But my, my wife is doing an awesome job of, um, she does a better job than I do. She's more patient 
Um, but I'm working on it too of, of helping him stay in there, but we couldn't because it was too cold in the house. So he needed like body heat. So we had to keep him in the bed with us, which ruined his sleep training schedule. Oh, it was a, it was a pain, but, um, I mean, I had, like I said, I had a family member who had 15 cracks in their pipes. Um, I had a coworker whose whole ceiling fell in, in their bedroom and they weren't home when that happened. So the water kept going. So their whole first floor had like an inch of water throughout it. So and the, in the long run, I know I didn't have it the worst, but yeah, I think that something like this exposed like a lot of, uh, like you, I think you, you said it well, Paul, like comfort things that got kind of taken away from us. That's like non-essentials that made us uncomfortable and made us probably more frustrated than we should have been. I think for me, like reflecting back, I'm like, bro, my phone didn't work for two days. Like, yeah, that's annoying, but like, I don't need to have like a big old hissy fit because my phone isn't working or because I, my power's out or whatever. Like I didn't have my roof collapse in. I didn't, you know, I, I heard stories of people who, um, their whole driveway was, they lived like in the country, not country, but they live off uh, the main road for a while. And the whole driveway leading up to their house had inches of ice and they couldn't get out and they had multiple kids and it was in the thirties inside their house and they couldn't leave and they had no electricity. And like, I didn't get stuck in a situation like that. So like, I need to count my blessings as corny as that sounds. I think that that was probably something I had to learn was like, Hey, take a break, uh, relax. It's not as bad as you think it is. Uh, you're going to be okay. And guess what? Uh, it was like 70 degrees outside today and I'm fine. Look at God. Look at you now. You're fine. You're so stupid. <laughs> Okay, so all that being said, let me ask y'all this question. You know, a lot of people, I don't I don't know if you're this way, but I found myself multiple times. I even told my wife, Caitlin, I said, man, I just really want to blame this on somebody. And like I was getting on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram, like every every social media platform I could get on. I was like, whose fault is this? And I wanted to blame somebody. And so let me ask you guys, whose fault was it? Depends on who you ask, right? It depends on what channel of the news you watch. I'm asking y'all, who, whose fault was it? I think it was uh, a perfect storm. Sounds very <laughs> cheesy because it was a <laughs> winter storm, but I think it was just a perfect storm of a lot of things. You know, like we were ill prepared for something like this. This isn't a normal thing that happens. Um, obviously, the people over the energy consumption and production weren't ready. They didn't forecast that most of our entire state was going to be frozen. And so we ran out of the demand was too high. I don't think it's solely on uh, the wind turbines froze over. I don't think it's solely on our Republican governor. I don't think it's solely on a Republican senator who wanted to go to Cancun instead of helping his constituents. I don't think it's like a specific person. I think in this case, it's multiple people on both sides and at the same time, nobody's fault. Yeah, I, I I would say what Matt said. He probably said it better than than I would have put it together. But I'd agree. I think it's hard to pin it on. I don't think it was necessarily one specific person's fault, but I totally resonate with the feeling of wanting to blame someone. I wanted to email Centerpoint because that was the only person I feel like I could talk to. So I Poor just wanted Centerpoint, to, man. I, I, Poor I Centerpoint. It's not even their fault. Like they had no control over them well, shutting I, the power up either, right? Well, I wanted to, and and I wanted to <laughs> pop off on them. And um, but no, I'd I'd probably say 
something very similar to what Matt said is I think hey, it's, give me an idea of what what would that email have looked like if you were to yes, email please Center tell Boy. us Paul um the clean version or Chandler whose fault do you think it is no I asked you a question (laughs) (laughs) what my email would be oh I want a refund for the last six months of energy that I've paid (laughs) Um, in the future I need in writing that I'll never have issues again and if I do have issues I want a refund again (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny isn't it weird how like we just have like this obsession of like wanting to blame somebody about things? Well, yeah, because like, I feel I that kept, too. Uh, no, I, I was 100 percent there. And I like literally told Caitlin, like I remember saying this has to be somebody's fault, like a company's fault or yeah. like like some like leadership's fault or whatever. It didn't matter. But yeah, my like nature was like, I want to blame somebody. And I think you saw that especially on social media. I mean, people, Matt, you mentioned it, but like a lot of people quickly jump to like, oh, it's renewable energy and this is the reason why. And like, we just all naturally want somebody to blame. And then you talk, mentioned Senator uh, Cruz, like going to Cancun. And it's like, everybody just jumped on something as to like, oh, this is the problem. This is the reason. And almost like, I don't know how you would put it, but like, just try, it was like a distraction to like what was actually happening. Yeah, I you have like one side is like blaming Ted Cruz and Greg Abbott and then the other side is blaming the this is why we shouldn't have the green new deal. And yeah, it's like this yeah. idea of like I think you you were texting me about it Chandler about like using someone else's misfortune for political gain and mm-hmm. trying to score like political points and I I just don't think that that's helpful in any way shape or form uh whether that's like an actual politician or Christians getting on social media and saying, you know what, this is why I'm done with the Republicans or the Democrats, or this is why Joe Biden is a terrible president, or this is why whatever Ted Cruz is a terrible Senator. And it's like, why do we have to make this political? Why do we have to make this divisive? Why are we constantly just pointing the finger at people? And why is that our natural reaction other than, like trying to step up and meet needs. And I think Paul, you uh, were sharing with us some things that like your church was able to do during this. And so do you want to like talk about that a little bit? Yeah. um, So we had an organization. um, We had an organization reach out to us. uh, It's called SciFair Helping Hands. It's in the like West Houston area. They do a lot of different things. Um, So we found out they had never done this before, but um, they, they reached out to us and said, Hey, we need warming centers. So we need basically just a building to use and we need you to provide volunteers. And they provided the food, um, and they provided some security and long story short, we partnered with them and opened up for, it started off, uh, for homeless, uh, so that they would have a warm place to stay, but it ended up being a lot of people from the community who lost power and water. And, you know, we got, we had a lot of elderly, we had some people with little kids, um, just come stay with us so that they'd have a warm place to stay. Our church actually lost power and water at one point for a little bit. And we had a generator brought up there and some people donate and bring some space heaters. Um, I was having to run to the baptistry with buckets and get water out of the baptistry to go flush toilets. Um, it was nuts. Uh, it was, it was a good week overall, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, 
it was cool to see a lot of our volunteers come together and it was actually headed up by one of our volunteers. So it wasn't even, I mean, we had staff members in and out all week who did a lot, but we had a volunteer oversee all of it and it was really cool. And they came together and loved those people well. Um, so it was, it was encouraging to see. Yeah. I think that's awesome, man, that your church did that and that you guys were <clears throat> even on a staff level, volunteer level, able to jump in and meet some real needs. I think the tendency for people like Matt and what we were saying just a minute ago is like to just want to blame people. And like, I think the problem is, is like if you're posting something on social media and trying to place blame, complain or like rile people up in search of like comments and like even if it's just a joke and you haven't like asked like, hey, like, how's my neighbor doing? Hey, how's my community doing? And like you haven't checked on people before you ever even touch social media in a way that's like griping and complaining and blaming, then like that's a problem. And and ultimately it's a problem because like I said earlier, I think it's just a distraction to like the real needs that are actually, or like the tragedy that's actually taking place. And this happens with everything, right? It happened, the same thing happened with Harvey, right? Like we wanted to blame the, uh, like the Houston flood system. Is the Houston like drainage an issue? Like, yeah, it's an ongoing issue that we have here in the city, but it's like, man, now is not the time to blame. Now is the time to step up, right? And I think churches can get wrapped up into that too with like, we just want to blame, place blame as like leaders in churches too. Um, want to place blame on people. And I don't know, it could just be problematic and it can be distracting to the real needs. And then those needs don't get met by the church. It's getting met by somebody else, you know? Yeah, I feel like, does it, for lack of better words, disaster relief is such a opportunity that's like, it's like a setup on a T for like the church to knock it out. And so often when the church gets distracted by making political statements uh, and pointing fingers that we just miss out on like the easiest of opportunities to help meet needs um, and those gospel opportunities that are presented there by being able to just go help someone fix their pipes or bring someone a hot meal or um, you know, even Venmoing someone money that like the church, like even thinking like outside, like the local church, but just like the capital C church, like right. we have friends that we were able to just kind of like, Hey, I, I don't know how to fix pipes. I don't know how to do any of this. I can't even get to you. You're far away from me, but like, Hey, I can send you some money to go enjoy a hot meal at a restaurant. Like, and if mm -hmm. that's the part that I have to play or you play, then so be it. It's it's being able to just sit there and meet a need. And I even got to experience that firsthand of, of people in my local church coming to my house and helping me fix a pipe. Um, but that way I didn't have to, I don't think I would have paid premium prices uh, for a plumber because shout out to Sam. I don't know what his plumbing company's called, but you know, <laughs> uh, Chandler's dad is a, is a plumber. So he was going to come and help us out. So I don't think I was going to get um, price gouged there by any means right. from him, but I've heard stories. I think Paul, you were telling us a story of contractors and stuff. Uh, Dude, people, yeah. you know, they're jacking their prices of labor way up to, mm -hmm. yeah. to like make money for themselves. But I mean, it's screwing people over uh, and you're going to see that a lot. And this is a, a chance for the church to just step in and help people. And when we get distracted by division and political statements and pointing fingers and blame, that's not helpful for anyone. Yeah, I feel like it comes down to, I mean, it's what we're saying. I feel like it comes down to what your first reaction is to things, right? Like, um, we're hit with a disaster and 
you know, some of us uh, wanted to throw like pity parties and be really upset. And some people had reason to be really upset. Some people Mm -hmm. lost things or were in really hard spots. And so that's fair. Um, But then it's how are you going to respond even to that? So are you going to look for blame and be mad? Um, Are you going to seek to help? Are you going to seek help for yourself? Um, You know, it was it was really cool. Even in our church, something that I really admired is you know, like I said, in our community specifically, like neighborhoods right around our church, there was a lot of pipes that were bursting and like some pretty big issues. And it was it was cool to see even people who had those problems still coming to the church and helping um, or still reaching out to us and saying like, hey, we're having this problem. But for now, like our water's turned off, power's off, whatever, like what can we do? And um, I don't know. It's it's cool to see those hearts um, yeah. of just, hey, I this kind of sucks for all of us. Like there's no other way to spin it, but like, man, let's be the church right now and let's love people instead of just like, man, this sucks. And if it wasn't because of, and like, you can fill in the blank Mm -hmm. with whatever. Um, it just, to me, it's just a very different response. And and I feel like that's the biggest like difference that I see, I guess. Okay. I hear you. What's like, I'm not trying to get all preachy on here, but what's like a practical step we could take to like, maybe try to become more more uh what's the word like prone to to be supportive and helpful as opposed to be a finger pointer and a blamer you know because i think my first reaction to was like i want it was not i want to go and help people who maybe had their pipes burst or whatever Mm -hmm. my first reaction was i'm really mad and i want to blame somebody and i want to let people know how mad i am so like what can we do to not be that way and instead be be like ready to like go serve people or to go help people in some capacity i was gonna say i think it's twofold i think it's one like on the politics side it requires like a complete overhaul of like the political system you know what i'm saying is like it's a it's a problem from the top like any like like you talk about this like even in leadership organizations like it's a problem like like culturally, well, that starts at the top. Like if leadership's not healthy, then the organization can't be healthy. I think the same thing is true with the political system is like, there's so much swinging, like democratic Republican, even in just day-to-day life, even outside of like immediate election years that like, like, it's just so crazy. Like how many times people just like, I don't know, like politicians are blaming, they're blaming each other. So then we jump on that because we want somebody to like, like in my mind, I don't know if this makes sense, but when I saw people like from our church and just friends on Facebook and stuff that would like say things in one way or the other, I, it felt like you're not gaining anything personally, politically, but like you're, you're gaining, like, even just like, you're trying to get somebody to think the way that you do specifically in a specific political way. And like, that's a gain for you. That's a win for you. And so I think it like requires like, I don't desire a win for my side. Like, I don't know, but bipartisan, like, I don't know, that starts from the top and we don't have that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting because you talk about like nothing to gain. It comes from like what some, what someone can gain, right? Like I was, I was encouraged. I'm talking a lot about our volunteers because they were awesome this week because I was encouraged because for them, something that I saw in them was like, Hey, they were so full of joy the whole week. And it's a hard week, right? It's freezing. You're asking them to drive in the ice. Like for a while, the church was out of power too. So you're driving to another building that also has no power. 
I mean, it wasn't necessarily like fun and easy work, but they were like mm-hmm. full of joy the whole time. And they were just like, man, I'm so thankful for an opportunity to, to love people and to treat people the way Jesus would treat us. And it was just like, they took the opportunity to see as, Hey, this is an opportunity for me to gain in like showing someone how, how Jesus would love them. And this is an opportunity to serve. And like, they, they took that opportunity and ran with it. Um, and then I guess what we're kind of mentioning is how some people take the opportunity for political gain and try to run with it. And so I think it's a big issue, like an issue of just people being talking about politics more than they do about their own faith, complaining about politics more than they complain about um, sin or evil around us. I feel like it, it's a, it's a really, really big issue. And like Chandler said, I guess, you know, starting from the top. Yeah. I also think I was going to say it's like, it has to do with this desire of immediacy. So like we want somebody to blame immediately. Like I almost like, like want to ask people is like, Hey, can let's just wait for two weeks to blame somebody. We'll figure that crap out later. Right now there's people who are literally freezing, right? Like Mm -hmm. let's figure out that later. Same thing with Harvey. Hey, like, like, I don't know if y'all remember this, but when Harvey happened, everybody just like roasted Joel Osteen. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, because we that. want him to open his building immediately. But what people don't recognize people when they think of Harvey and they think of Joel Osteen, they just think of how, what his church didn't do immediately. Right. But right. they don't talk, but they don't, we don't talk now about how they've been one of the churches in our city that have done the most long-term things for Harvey victims. Right. And so like, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that like we have to consider is like to not just desire immediacy, but also to just like participate in like longevity when it comes to like tragedy in our areas of like, we've got to be people who are thinking of Harvey victims still four years down the road. We've got to be people who are thinking of uh, people who had their pipes burst and house flooded and insurance problems two years from now that this winter storm caused or debt that this has caused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And it almost reminds me of like, in James one, when it tells us to be like slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to become Mm. angry, like just slow down, slow down for a second. And that doesn't like, we don't need to get angry tomorrow or the next day. We can get angry and frustrated about something in a week, two weeks, three weeks, because yes, there needs to be people held responsible for things and so on and so forth. But why, why are we so quick to, to speak, uh, whether that be posting something on social media or blaming someone or whatever, when instead we're called to be quick to listen, quick to hear. Yeah. It is interesting. It's very interesting. It very uh, exposes our sinful nature. I think uh, when we start and it, it exposes, like, like I would argue, like even like what you're, what you said, Matt was spot on. Like when you bring up that passage from James, but it's like, man, like you, if you're not really invested in something beforehand in times of tragedy, you can't pull, you can't pull on anything. You can't lean on anything. Right. So it's like, you don't have the wisdom to slow down because all you've been consuming is politics. So when tragedy strikes, all that's coming up is politics. Right. And so yeah, I think that yeah. that's part of it too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can't even reflect on James right now because I haven't, I can't even point to you where James is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we right. have those. And so that's where it goes into like, even with the church is like, it's the issue of like, Hey, we're not effectively discipling our people. And so then when tragedy strikes and when that happens, then like they're not responding appropriately every single time or not everybody is responding appropriately because of what they're consuming prior to. Yeah, Chan, I just, <laughs> I think you just hit the nail on the head there. Uh, I I love uh, the passion that's obviously there and it, it's so true. I think that um, we need to watch what we're consuming 
because it's going to eventually overflow and consume our thoughts and so forth. So that that's a really helpful word. And as Christians, as uh, Jesus followers, we're all works in progress. And so I think something like this, like a, a tragedy or a, a storm or whatever, uh, kind of exposes a lot. It exposes kind of our first reaction to things. It um, reveals a lot of where our heart is um, in certain situations and uh, how we really truly feel about certain things. And uh, this is an opportunity to maybe correct some of that, to repent and and turn away from that and try to run to Jesus who can uh, make us new. And so uh, I thought this was a really good conversation, guys. It, it's really good to to finally get to record this <laughs> last week, we could kept having to push it back because uh, no power, no internet, so on and so forth. I know, forth, those so. crazy wind turbines. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, dang it, you wind turbines. <laughs> and uh, dang it, Cancun. Yeah. All yeah, those if, Ted things. Cruz, if Ted Cruz hadn't left, I would have had power all week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's joking, everyone who's going to really get upset about that more than uh, people who are hungry. So let, pump your brakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. It was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, with that being said, I think we've got to do our first 30 second soap. Yes, sir. For so for those two. of you, for those of you who uh, haven't been a part of 30 second soaps before, what 30 second soap is, is each, each one of us uh, today on the podcast are going to have 30 seconds to basically pick a category from the life side of the podcast or the ministry side of the podcast. We get 30 seconds uh, to just rant on whatever we want on one of those two topics uh, and just things that are going on in life and uh, in ministry and the other people on the podcast. So Matt and Paul, like if I'm going, they're not allowed to they can they can provide limited response to what I said. This is our 30 seconds that each of us gets to just rant on whatever. It depends on what you say will determine the limit of how we respond. That's yeah, fine. sometimes Matt so, says things that merits plenty of response, but <laughs> you're so stupid. All right, Esteban, it is your turn <laughs> to go first for the 30-second soap in season two. Get ready. Three, two, one, go. So starting today, I am officially going vegan for two weeks. And so uh, yesterday I went grocery shopping and I got uh, carrot, carrot oranges, uh, vegan mozzarella cheese, uh, some vegan meatballs and tomato sauce. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich today with some almonds and some oranges. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm vegan. So I'm all plant-based diet, hashtag V-gang. Um, I'm straight <laughs> vegan, um, plant-based diet, cleansing my body, uh, cleansing my soul. Um, and I'm excited uh, to see the health that comes from this. He said, what? <laughs> hashtag V-gang. <laughs> I got so many issues with everything that you just said. You've been doing it for half a day. You're like, I am vegan. <laughs> Something about your so true. I don't know what veganism oh, is doing for your soul. Um, okay. You better get I, I rid of all your leather, your leather wallet, your leather shoes. Yeah. yeah. On, I remember when I was an ignorant meat eater, a carnivore. <laughs> I get it. I remember those days too. So I understand. You may not understand. Oh, that's really funny. That's hilarious, man. All right, I'll I'll keep track for you, Chandler. Oh, you ready? Oh. I'm ready. Let's go. All right, three, two, one. Yeah. All right. So our two and a half year old. Here's what I'm learning about toddlers, y'all. They do like the weirdest things. A couple of days ago, uh, and this is really a shout out to uh, Pampers 
It's, it's not the company. Oh, no, Huggies. The company that whatever company <laughs> makes diapers out there, y'all. This is a shout out to them. This is a knock on them. I walked into a two and a half year old's room the other day. Diaper was off, butt was straight up in the air. And there was a fat log of poop just sitting on her bed. I said, hey, what happened? And she said, I pooped. And I was like, man, what? This, that diaper came off way too easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love that so much. That's unfortunate. It was crazy, man. <laughs> All right, Matt, you're up. Are you ready? Don't care if you're ready. Three, two, one, go. All right, guys, you already know my boy Dano, may his soul rest in peace, is dead. So that means I need Rip. to find his replacement, Dano the second, kind of like Paul Rivera the second. So, guys, help me find the right fish. I have a one-gallon fish tank. Let us know. DM us, please, and let me know where I could buy a fish and what kind of fish I should buy because I'm desperate. I'm lonely without my fish here next to my computer when we do our podcast recording. So, help me find Dano the second, a.k.a. Paul Rivera the second. I don't, I don't feel like you should have another fish. That's just my personal opinion. Why? If you can't keep a fish for more than, like, three months you shouldn't be able to have one you're about to get me so mad my that fish was like seven months old and who knows how old it was when i got it it could have been like a year old when i got it <laughs> that's a good that's a good point how old are fish whenever they're in the in the, i know in the, when i got when i, I got was about that to say, in the supermarket fish. yeah at the supermarket it could have been three four five years old i have no idea how old are they when you walk into your local fiesta i don't know <laughs> Stop. When was the last time you even stepped into a fiesta? I thought about it the other day when I was driving by. I go to a fiesta <laughs> a lot. Y'all don't go to fiesta? No, I don't even know where the closest no. fiesta is to me, to be honest. The last time I went to a fiesta, I was buying a pinata. Oh, I forgot. I'm talking to the two guys who we went to a taqueria a couple weeks ago, and y'all got mad at me because I talked in Spanish to the waitress, and y'all were worried that she was going <laughs> to talk to y'all in Spanish and you would look dumb. No. First off, she did talk to us in Spanish, talk to me specifically because I'm brown and Chandler is not. And she <laughs> spoke to me in Spanish, and I just looked at her like an idiot, and then she looked at me like I was an idiot. And then I said something in English, and then she didn't respond. And listen. that's because you spoke to her in Spanish and you listen. screwed us over. Yeah, that's true. You two are the type of Hispanics that you use a little bit of a darker emoji than you probably should. Oh <laughs> my gosh. You're that is such a bull. I do not. You're so stupid. On that note, hey, it's been fun. the white people one. It's been great. We'll see you next time on the Life and Ministry Podcast. See ya.